Support for WPR comes from Rutabaga Paddle Sports, offering canoes, kayaks, and advice to experience solitude on Wisconsin waterways. With test paddling at 2620 Rimrock Road in Madison. Rutabagashop.com. Zorba Pastor on Your Health is pre recorded. From Buck Studio at Wisconsin Public Radio, this is Zorba Pastor on Your Health. I'm Carl Christensen, and I'm here with family doc Zorba Pastor. We'll spend the next hour with you in our virtual doctor's office. <laughs> Although, Zorba, we're missing the slot machines in the doctor's office. The slot machines. Have the you ever seen sl- I've slot never machines seen in the sl- doctor's no, office? No, no, because maybe in Las Vegas, but not in Wisconsin. <laughs> I haven't either, but yeah, not I think you're right. Las Vegas. Shout out to Ron Roth, the Las Vegas cardiologist we always hear from. <laughs> nice guy. We'll talk healthy living. We'll walk you through a healthy recipe. We'll get to some of your phone calls and emails and a few voicemails as well. If you have a question for the good doc the number to call anytime is 800-462-7413 and along with those calls we'll discuss a few healthy living topics Sorba. hearing loss may actually lead to deadly falls now we've talked a lot about hearing hearing aids tinnitus a lot of issues with hearing but hearing loss and falls new data that really i think hits the mark and then bike riding in middle school may actually boost mental health mm. yeah who knew that who knew? not looking at your phone actually would be better for your health <laughs> who knew that's surprising i thought looking at your phone really gives you optimal health i'm sort of shocked by this and then we have a great recipe it's not just chicken soup it's peruvian chicken soup Ooh. and if you like chicken soup like i like chicken soup oh oh peruvian is the way to go that's sounds- like it was almost a song that's <laughs> Peruvian is do, the way to go. Do, 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 I can do, hear that do, now. Do. Yeah. Peruvian, Peruvian, Peruvian chicken soup. That's right. We'll do a song. We'll do. Hey, anyone listening at home, don't steal that. That's that's Zorba's. <laughs> Please, don't steal that. Sounds like a hit. 800-462-7413. That's one 7413 All right, let's go to the phones now. Let's help out a caller in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Hi. Hey, Doctor Zorba. It's an honor and a pleasure. I was just calling. Um, about military neck, sure. if there is uh, what I can do to help uh-huh. ease the tension in the neck, and can I actually get the natural curvature back? Sure. In my tell, well, tell me about this. First of all, has uh, your neck changed over time? What sort of what, what sort of work did you do? Or do, um, you do? I, I don't do anything too like heavy lifting or anything anymore. But I played sports growing up, uh, contact football baseball, soccer, all of the above. And then I uh, got an x-ray a couple years back, and they're like, your neck is straight, completely right. straight. Like, right. There's no natural curvature. Right. That's exactly what it is. No natural. And that's exactly what it is. Military neck is really, it's called a kyphosis. That's our fancy word. But it means that your neck is really straight up. I mean, think about, you know, looking at a movie, you know, movie like, you know, a few what is that? I'm trying to think. A few of, good men. A few good men. That's right. So you look at a movie like A Few Good Men. You look at them and they, they look straight up and they actually pull their neck at forward. At attention. Well, at attention, but you don't have a choice when mm-hmm. you have that. So have you had this since you were a kid? Did anyone comment on it there? Something you developed? I don't think so. Um, I'm only 31 right now, and I got the x-rays done about like five years ago, I want to wow. say, and it, uh-huh. it was the first time it got brought to my attention. Uh-huh. So why'd you get the x-rays done? You must have had pain or something. Why were they done? Uh, I, I was at a chiropractor. Uh-huh. Okay. So they did the x-rays. So what did the chiropractor give you to do? Uh, just like neck rotations mm-hmm. and like simple stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I only went to that chiropractor once and it, I, I don't know. I just yeah, sure. Looked, in, looked so t- into it a little so bit. Tell me what sort of symptoms. Sleeping. What sort of symptoms are you having right now? Uh, really, just if if I sleep wrong, like mm-hmm. I'm a side sleeper. Um, I try my best to sleep on my back. I've been through probably seven pillows in the last like five years. Sure. And sure. some of them work for like a week or two, but then like I find myself sleeping on my side, and it just like messes up my neck even more. So it's really the main problem you have is really the sleeping problem. Is that what it sounds like? 
Yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. probably just like probably okay. sleeping because when I wake up, I'm, sure. my neck's just in a bunch of pain. Oh, sure, absolutely. Well, I've got a couple suggestions. So my first suggestion is a neck traction unit. So you go to the web. You can also go to a store. There are neck traction units. You put it on the side of the door, and you actually fill these things with water to actually give you to give it some uh, weight to it because you know they you know you if you get it you know through the web you know you get it on you know in a, in the box it doesn't have the weights in it and basically if you stretch your neck with that before you go to sleep you may open up the cervical spine a bit that's the problem the problem is your cervical spine is sort of pushing on the the nerves that are producing all of this pain and discomfort and if you stretch your neck and you do range of motion exercises with weight, that can make a huge difference. Huge difference. So that would be one suggestion to make. The other suggestion is there's another unit to actually use your arms. And you, once again, you put these other units on the back of a door and use your arms and you pull your arms up and down. Carl's looking at me because I'm doing it right now. It's a good demonstration. Up and down. It's a good demonstration. (laughs) I wish you could see see this at home, everybody. Yeah, that's right. You can't (laughs) see. It's kind of a dance almost. But, But it's for people who have shoulder issues with to get range of motion of your shoulder because your neck, the spasm that you have, are from shoulder muscles and all the muscles around your neck. So neck traction and shoulder may make a difference. And you basically want to treat this, if you can, in a non-drug way. You know, non-drug way meaning anti-inflammatories. If you don't need them, you don't want to take them. And that's what I would try. And my guess is, from what you're telling me, is this is really from some old injuries, you know, when you were playing your sport, you know, you probably, you know, you probably bruised those bones. You may have even actually had a micro fracture in some of those bones. So I would try the fracture. I would try this. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, I've welcome. also had sh- shoulder injuries in the past. Oh, too, you see? And I, know, I know it's all connected. Right. And if you, the main thing is if you do the exercises with either with the range of motion, with the shoulder thing, and once again, we'll put it up on our, on our website, actually, what they are. And then the neck traction, both of those things may actually get you to get better and better. And it might be possible after you literally do this for a month or two that you'll stretch that out that you don't have to do it every night. But I would definitely try it in the evening before you go to sleep because think about it. You spend roughly a quarter to a third of your life in bed, and if you get spasm in bed, it's going to bother you through the day. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be going to Amazon right now. (laughs) Okay. You take care now. Thanks so much for your call, and thanks for sharing. Hey, thank you, guys. Okay. You take care. Thanks so much for that call at 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, Zorba, let's go to our first healthy living topic. New research out now about hearing loss and how it could lead to deadly falls potentially. Well, hearing loss, I mean, there are lots of issues with hearing. And there are lots of issues with people who have hearing difficulties who don't want to get uh, a hearing aid. Why do you think people don't want to get a hearing aid? Maybe the stigma. I don't know. Stigma, stigma, stigma. right? So Pride. generally, what kind of people, what group of people often need hearing aids? What would you guess? Maybe an older old generation. Old people. Yeah. people. Yeah. So they don't want to admit that they're old. I need a hearing aid. Sure. I'm old. Get over it. Right. I mean, if you look in the mirror and you look old, guess what? You're old. Right. Now, in America, <laughs> we never call people old. And I'll no. never forget it. My daughter-in-law, Sha, is from China. And uh, and uh, when Eli first met her, they were going to visit my Aunt Myrtle. Myrtle mm-hmm. is an old name. Aunt Myrtle was old. Aunt Myrtle was 88. And she said to Eli, and I was in the room too. She said, "We're going to we're going to visit the old lady." And Eli said, "You don't say that in America." <laughs> and she said, "Why? In China, we venerate people that are old." Right. And she's eighty eight, but she doesn't want to be called old. So people who don't get hearing aids don't want to admit their true age, and often suffer as a result of it. Right. We know. That hearing aids, there's very good data now that show people who don't wear hearing aids have an increased risk of dementia. Right, because they disengage socially. That's part of it, right? They disengage. And also there's something about learning through your ears. We Mm -hmm. learn things. And this is research that shows that they're at a greater risk for falls. And it was a very interesting research out of the University of Colorado. They looked at about 300 people with hearing loss. They looked at people over a period of time. Half the people had hearing aids that they used, half the people that didn't. And people with hearing aids had a 50% lower risk of falling. Hmm. 
kind of a shock. Wow. If, and if they use the hearing aids significantly, like all the time, they had a 65% decreased risk of falling. Now, this is shocking. Now, so why do you think hearing aids, why do you think getting hearing would probably reduce falling. What would you guess? You're just maybe more aware of your surroundings. Right, Is that exactly. Part of it? it must be part of it. It must be you're more aware of your surroundings. It must be that you're hearing things. It must be you're paying attention to people. It must be you're hearing like the cracks on the ice. Mm-hmm. I've got to be more careful. We definitely, what happens is we are so visually oriented mm-hmm. that we think our vision drives our life. Mm-hmm. And so when we're walking or doing things, you think, I better, I better be careful. And you may look at the curb. You may look at the street or be careful that way. Well, actually, you're hearing things 100% of the time that you're awake. Mm-hmm. You're always hearing. Right. You don't pay attention to it. I mean, whether your eyes are open or closed, right. if you're awake, you're hearing. It turns out hearing may decrease falling. Falling is a leading cause of death in older adults. I don't know what the number is. But over 65, it's certainly in the top five causes of death. Hmm. If you're over 65, and you fall, there is a fifty a twenty five percent chance that you will be dead within two years. Wow, twenty five percent. You're going to be dead within two years, and a fifty percent chance that you will have a decrease in a major part of your living called activities of daily living. So reducing falls are a big issue. Guess what state is number one for falls? For falls in older adults. Oh boy, I don't even have a joke for this. I have no idea. Wisconsin. Really? We're number one in the country. We lead in falls wow. for older adults. Now Minnesota, which is a very similar culture to us, similar weather too. A lot of similar ice. weather, yeah. lots of ice. Similar culture in terms of drinking beer because that's always an sure. issue. Oh, we fall because we drink too much. They're down on the list. We don't know why Wisconsin is up on the list and why Minnesota is down on the list. It's a big issue. Wow. But getting back to the issue at hand, if you have hearing loss, go get a hearing aid. And now that you can get hearing aids at big box stores. Over the counter. Over the counter. They're about half the price. They are still expensive, but they're like iPhone expensive. And if you have a smartphone, Get a smart ear and get a smart hearing aid and be smart. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, let's go to a voicemail now. This is a listener from the state of Illinois. Hi. Last year, I had my first colonoscopy, and it came back with diverticulosis. So I guess it's a free version of diverticulitis was told to make sure I have a lot of fiber in my diet, but was curious about psyllium husk and whether that is something that you would recommend um, to have as a daily supplement, and if so, what form. Uh, thank you so much for your comments. Appreciate it. Great. That is That really is a great question. So diverticulosis are little pockets that are in our colon. So picture your colon sort of as a smooth tube. Okay. Got it? Sure. And then picture dimples. Okay. Okay, dimples in the tube. Right. It turns out that people on high-fiber diets have very little diverticulosis, really high fibers from birth. But people who are not on high-fiber diets, like the United States of America, most people, (laughs) they have diverticulosis. And it's not necessarily a precursor to diverticulitis, which is an inflammation which may need antibiotics and in some cases surgery. Mm -hmm. But a certain percentage of them, a very small percentage, become diverticulitis. But you never want that to happen. So what you do is you eat a higher fiber diet. Now, psyllium husk where do you think psyllium husk? Have you ever heard of psyllium I've husk? I've never heard of psyllium husk until. Have you ever heard of Metamucil? Sure. Because it's a brand is name that what psyllium it is? husk. Oh, it's, okay. it's all psyllium husk. Gotcha. Guess where psyllium husk will come from? You will never guess where most psyllium husk. And psyllium husk is the husk of a seed. So guess it. You've got three guesses, <laughs> and it's a country other than the United it's States not the United where you get States. our psyllium. No. Okay. Three guesses. Go ahead. Three I'm, guesses. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you a hint. First guess, no hint. Second guess, you get a hint. First guess. What country is psilium husk from? Go China? Ahead. No, no. <laughs> but it is in Asia. It's in okay, Asia. Okay. Go ahead. Uh Mongolia? No, no, but it is in Asia. Think about how big Asia is. Think about big countries in Asia with lots of population. Okay. India? India. That's oh, right. I got it on a third. India. Okay. We get most of our psyllium husk from India. They grow whatever psyllium is and we get the husk. Psyllium husk is awesome. It's great. And what it is, it's not absorbed. You put psyllium husk, you take Metamucil, which is a name brand, generic mm-hmm. or just as good. You mix it up right away. It does not dissolve in the water you mix up because it's non-dissolvable fiber. Yeah, it's really chalky so kind it's, of. Well, it's, not, it's gritty. 
No, yeah, have you that's ever the, had it? That's the right. Yeah, I've had, had it. it? Yeah. That's the right word. So it's greedy, greedy. because yep. it doesn't dissolve. Right. So you mix it up and drink it right away. Otherwise, it'll seem like it's Jello. Right. And basically, one sort of scoop of psyllium husk is roughly equal in fiber to three to five bowls of brand cereal. Oh wow! Now, what would you rather have? <laughs> three to five bowls of brand cereal if you have diabetes. Do you remember Colon Blow? Or, That's the first thing that came to my mind. That SNL it? commercial. Oh no! What was, was it for what this was the high SNL? fiber cereal called? <laughs> Colon blow? <laughs> no, I don't, don't, don't remember <laughs> okay, that. We don't need to go down I that I don't wormhole. remember that. We're not going to remember that at all. And they can look that up on some SNL other time, if yeah. they want to. But anyway, her question was, yeah. was psyllium husk good? And the answer is psyllium husk is great. Generic is as good as name brand, but try it for taste because different brands of psyllium husk will have a different taste. And for a lot of people, I recommend you take a scoop in the morning every day to keep your BM in the PM or in the AM working. Are you, right. It sounds like you were almost rapping there That's for a right. second. Maybe add that to your song and that, that could work out. The doctor's rap song. Maybe we should do that at some point. I got it. You're the musician. You guys. I'll try to come up with something. You and the musician. Let's get a tune. Oh, my gosh. Let's get a tune for the bowels. We got it. I mean, get that <laughs> working. We got to get the bowels. Let's, you know what? I don't know if anyone's you, asking for this. You do it. You write it. I'll do it. Maybe this is where AI will come up with something, okay. right? I can picture it. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. You know, I got to tell you, whenever we discuss poop, we get lots of emails. We do. We, we get got, lots yeah. of emails. And we That's also right. get kind of excited That's here. That's right. <laughs> 800-462- it's preschool excitement right, exactly. is what it is. <laughs> I got to say the number again. 800-462-7413. All right. Before the break, Zorba, it's time to... Put on your intimidating black robe and enholster your official plastic gavel. This is the segment we call Judge Zorba. <laughs> Sorry, I had to play with the gavel. Oh, Judge Wapner would yeah, be proud of yeah. that. I think this gavel, we got to take a picture of this gavel and put it on the website. It's beautiful. I th- it's beautiful. I think it's Ankh's. That's what I think. But I don't know what Ankh's is, but it's probably plastic. It looks like almost like that glow-in-the-dark plastic. You know, it, it kind of is. I have to tell you the, what is on this because I've said this before. This is the Royal Neighbors of America Oracle, 1977. Man. Yeah, I wonder what I can get for this on eBay. That's something. And this came, by the way, I've got to look at this again. This is really important. This came from John D. Scribbins from the Richland Center City Auditorium. And he sent it to me years ago, and I'm going to read it. Okay, okay please do. It. This gavel is presented to you, that was to me, mm-hmm. with sincere appreciation in recognition of your faithful service as an oracle. You're See? an oracle? Well, I got the... Medical I, oracle. I, I, I've got the gavel got and I've got the to card. prove it. I'm now an oracle. So <laughs> it's not the oracle at Delphi. It's the oracle at Richland Center, Wisconsin. That sounds great. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back to this email here. Uh, this is an email from a listener named Chris in Wisconsin who writes, I wonder if you could make a judgment on a marital matter. Please. Of course. It's coming up to our 10th wedding anniversary, and my wife is dropping heavy hints Mm -hmm. that she would like a bidet installed Uh in our bathroom Uh to celebrate the Mm -hmm. occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that 10 years? I thought it, 10 years is like lace or something. or It's not silver, right? I'd 10 years to, uh, you porcelain, know, you know like a bidet. You know something? We'd have to, we'd have to look it up. We don't Someone have the computer in front of us. Please send us a note on what and who decided what it is. I know the first year is paper. Paper, okay. They That's start right. real, and then yeah. it gets yeah. expensive Silver after Silver is like 25. And gold golden, and diamonds. Golden and is 50, and diamond is 75. That's yeah. about all. Where's, but I don't know what 63 bidet? is. Yeah. Yeah, where's bidet? Where's bidet? That would be a modern, but please yep. go on. <laughs> back to the Let's email. Let's get back to our task. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. She, uh, Chris says, she believes Stay on task. This b- the bidet will improve her life immeasurably. Mm-hmm. While I think they mm-hmm. are just expensive bits mm-hmm. of porcelain that may impress dinner mm-hmm. guests who need to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know. <laughs> now, I, love, I love your food, but your bathroom is awesome. I'm going to come back to the house. <laughs> now, we all Where's know. Where's his head at? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Chris continues. We all know, Dr. Zorba, that yeah. nobody surpasses you in your admiration for French personal <laughs> hygiene habits. So can you adjudicate, please? Bidets, yes or no, are they a useful addition to keeping clean or merely expensive objects d'art? Okay, I'm, I am <laughs> d'art. Dick Start. 
I am going to comment on this, and I'm going to come down with the wife, and I'm going to come down with the cheaper answer, the porcelain. What? Here we go. One, two, three. You don't need to install a porcelain bidet. You need to install one of those wonderful bidet toilet seats. Right, the that topper, fit the, the attachment. on top of the toilet. We have one and of those. Connect you. How do you like it? Love it. We got it right like around the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. There was and, like a toilet guess, paper guess, shortage at the time. What? Remember that crazy oh, time? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I have one I in my it. house. Yeah, I love it. That's... So you don't need a porcelain bidet. You can easily for about four or five hundred dollars, and you know. It's it's expensive. A decent one. Yeah. It's expensive, but look, you know, look around. There are many you can spend two or three thousand dollars on them. I looked mm-hmm. around. Mine was like four or five hundred dollars. You have to get an outlet close pro- to your I toilet a, too. Well, it's not we that close. You to, well, you know, I have to have you have to have you have to have an extension cord. Oh, you want an extension. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna change the outlet. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm an old guy, you know, where I'm not gonna get a payback from that. But yeah. I did have a professional plumber put it in the right way. And yep. you know what? It's awesome. It is. Treat her to a bidet that fits on the toilet seat. And I promise you, your life will improve immeasurably. And (laughs) your guests will comment every single time that a new guest comes to your house and say, wait a minute, I know what we're having for dinner, but let me show you the toilet. (laughs) Here's the real show. (laughs) Have a suit you need settled? Judge Zorba is always willing to dispense a swift, warm stream of justice to your case. (laughs) The gavel's going. Just post on our Facebook page or send us an email at Zorba at WPR.org. More of your calls to come, more listener emails, and we'll be cooking up some Peruvian chicken soup. All coming up on Zorba Pastor on Your Health. From PRX. Christensen in Buck Studio with Dr. Zorba Pastor, and this is Zorba Pastor on Your Health. The number to call anytime with your healthy living question is 800 462 7413. That's 1 800 462 7413. But before we get back to those phone calls, we have a recipe here Peruvian we do. chicken we do. soup. We do. Have you been to Peru? No, I'd love to go to Peru. I'd love to go to. You I've haven't not been? been I figured you've been places. there. You've been a lot of places. Been a lot of places. Yeah. I've not been to Peru. I would love to do it. But I love all different kinds of food. I happen to love chicken. Do you like chicken soup? I love chicken I soup. Love chicken Who doesn't soup. like chicken yeah. soup? I can't I imagine know. someone not no, liking chicken really, soup. No, it is really, really good. Well, the vegetarians and the vegans There's will be that. the ones That's a really that good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Vegetarians <laughs> and vegans do not eat chicken soup. They may like it, and they may not like it. But so, yeah, let's, let's, let's put the lid on that. Okay. So let's start out with you're going to need four teaspoons of olive oil. Four big tea olive oil. A cup of minced red onion. One cup minced red onion. Half cup of minced red pepper. Half a cup of minced red pepper. A pound of boneless, skinless chicken breast. One pound boneless, skinless chicken breast. Four cups of chicken broth. If you have low sodium, that's okay, but regular chicken broth is fine. Four cups chicken broth. Uh, One and a half cups of cubed, preferably Yukon Gold potatoes. One and a half cups potatoes, cubed. And any potato is fine. Yukon Gold, I just like Yukon Gold. A half cup of short grain brown rice. Half a cup short grain brown rice. Half a cup of frozen peas. Half a cup frozen peas. Juice from a lime. Juice from one fresh lime. That's right. Fresh lime. Fresh mm-hmm. lime is always great. Teaspoon of cumin. One little tea cumin. Bay leaf. A bay leaf. I, I hope you're taking this all down. I hope people are taking this down in yep. the car this while is a they're lot. driving. There's a lot that's of right. ingredients here. It's yeah, a good that's soup. Right. That's a good soup. That's right. But it is. Good soup has lots of stuff in it. Yep. A quarter teaspoon of sea salt. Quarter little tea sea salt. That's right. Uh, if you like cilantro, you're going to get some cilantro leaves. If you don't like cilantro, uh, then get a cup of parsley. 
Okay, one cup of cilantro or parsley. And now you need some paste. So there's something called uh, Amarillo paste Mm -hmm. uh, or the paste, uh, which is basically a paste from these yellow peppers that are really hot. Or you could use a serrano pepper that's minced. Or you could actually use jalapeno pepper that is also minced. But the paste you would find in a grocery store that has South American food. One big tea ahi amarillo paste or serrano pepper. A third of a cup of minced scallions for garnish. One third cup minced scallions. A couple of cloves. A couple of cloves and garlic. And fresh lime wedges. Fresh lime wedges. So there's a lot of stuff that goes in here. And what I recommend when you've got something like this, get all your stuff together at the very beginning. Right, that's a lot of ingredients. You know, there's a great book, Ruman's uh, Cookbook, which was 20, it was a wonderful book that I loved. And uh, divided up into chapters of, of stuff. And the first chapter in the cookbook was Think. Because mm-hmm. it can I be overwhelming that. when you look at a list of ingredients Think. like this. Do yeah. you have it? And when I do, I happen to like to make a lot of stuff, and I, I take that to heart. And what I do is I think, and I get everything all together at one time, and then it's much more fun to kind of put it together. Mm-hmm. So in a large pot with a heavy bottom over medium heat, heat the two teaspoons of olive oil, add the onion and peppers, cooking for about six to eight minutes until the onions are translucent. Then remove them from heat and transfer them to a bowl. And by the way, I'm starting a new book called Onion. And it's all about the history of onions that are pretty much in every culture. It's an incredible book. We'll put it up on the website. He also wrote Cod and Salt. These are books, obviously, you have never read. I've, I thought you were saying you're writing a book called Onion. But no, no you're no. starting a book. Reading, okay, you're reading a book. It's an incredible book. book. If, you, if you want to know about onions, we're going to put it up on the website. Okay. Because you may want to give it as book. Interesting. It's nothing to do with the soup, but that's on my mind. It's called Onion, the History of a Great Vegetable or something. But we're going to put it on the website. Anyway, getting back to the issue at hand, the onions are translucent. In the pot, heat the remaining two teaspoons of olive oil, add the chicken breast, and cook for two minutes on each side just to sear. Then add the onion mixture, three cups of chicken broth, potatoes, rice, peas, lime juice, cumin, bay leaf, and salt. Bring it to a boil, reduce it to simmer, cover and cook for about 35 minutes until the chicken is cooked and just before the rice is done. Then remove the chicken. Using two forks, shred the chicken, add it back to the pot for about 5 to 10 minutes. So while the soup is cooking in a blender, combine the cilantro or parsley, the ahi, uh, the ahi amarillo peppers, or or whatever peppers you're going to use, if you're going to use them, scallions and garlic, and a remaining one cup of chicken broth. Pulse until it's well combined, semi-smooth, adding a little more chicken broth if you need to. Then add the blended mixture to the pot, stir it until it's well combined, put limes on the side, scallions on the side, and serve. Now, hmm. there's a lot to do in this recipe, but it's a really fantastic recipe because think of it. You've got potatoes, you've got chicken, you've got some brown rice, you've got frozen peas, you've got lots of different seasonings. You can make it as hot as you want Yeah, to. there's some heat in there too if there's you want. There's heat in there, and it really is an interesting taste. So you may want to try this if you love chicken soup. And you can go to our website, zorbapastor.org, or of course you can find us through Facebook. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, let's go back to the calls now. Let's help out a listener from Brooklyn, New York. Hi. Hi there. How can we help? Well, um, this is disagreeing with the doctor. And, you know, last time I was listening, we were talking about statins, Dr. Z was. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to submit that the risks of statins outweigh the benefits. Uh-huh. So, uh, well, let me ask you a few questions. Are, why are you concerned about statins? I was a cardiac ICU nurse for uh-huh. 13 years, mm-hmm. and both of my parents passed away from heart attacks before I became a nurse. Oh. And, how, old and were, how old were they when they passed? 60s. In the 60s, yeah. Yeah. yeah around 60s. Yeah. In uh, this day and age, if you pass away in your 60s, it's not considered old. You know, years ago, years ago it was. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, loss, so. you bet. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I left uh, the medical system to work holistically mm-hmm. with heart clients. Sure. And, you know, from, from what I've been seeing um, and the side effects from statins, first of all, cholesterol is there to repair. Our body actually makes it and it's there to repair damage. And it's like accusing a firefighter on the scene of a a fire that he started the fire. Cholesterol didn't start it. It's there to repair. Uh And the the problems uh, that I see and have researched are 
the brain is deficient if you take away the cholesterol. And cholesterol, I mean, excuse me, statin is the most widely prescribed drug in America. And now we have a rampant uptick of Alzheimer's. Uh-huh. Well, let me uh, uh, let me just step in with a few things. So first of all, sure. if people can control their cardiac risk factors with diet and exercise, that's always the way to go. Because the real bottom line is stroke and heart attack. If you had stroke and heart attack together, they clearly outweigh, you know, uh, death from cancer and so on. So diet, exercise, eating a variety of fruits and vegetables, reducing salt in your diet, you know, having good fats versus no fats at all. All those things are, are really good. And a number of people can get that under control. The problem is genes and genetics. Uh, that's a really, you know, that is a tough issue. Uh, and... It's not just the lowering of cholesterol. You're right. The body needs cholesterol. And other drugs that lower cholesterol have not been shown definitively by any means to actually reduce heart attacks. And the perfect example of that is niacin. Niacin lowers mm-hmm. cholesterol in large doses, but niacin does not reduce heart attacks and strokes. You know, niacin in a small dose is a vitamin, but when we put it in uh, in a larger dose, it does it, and it doesn't seem to make a difference. But stands have pluses and minuses. I mean, I think... There's there's very good data that it really works. And actually, there's been a reduction in Alzheimer's per capita in this country. Since we've reduced smoking, we're eating better, uh, blood pressure is under control, we're not drinking as much, all of those things together. So I wouldn't throw it out, but I think your idea of going holistically is really a good idea. What do you recommend for people when you do things holistically? The first thing, that's a great question, Dr. Z. The first thing is um, we start with mindset. Mm-hmm. because uh, cardiac disease is a whole body problem. It didn't start in your heart. Mm-hmm. And as far as medications, our, bo- our body is not deficient in medication. So if you have stress, stress causes a heart attack. It causes the inflammation in your body. It causes the high blood pressure. It causes a lot of things. So getting stress and mindset under control is very important. Then decreasing inflammation, decreasing inflammatory foods, decreasing things that cause inflammation in your body. Right. Increase right. in nourishing foods mm-hmm. to nourish the body. Mm-hmm. And then you can decrease cholesterol with um, pectins and fiber. And then going to genetics, we have epigenetic changes that can happen by changing your environment and your mindset. And then, of course, using heart-healthy uh, heart supplements like Hawthorne and and niacin, as you mentioned, which is excellent. Um, but there are a lot of things, and I've gotten I've gotten clients off of sixteen meds to zero, and right. reverse their right. cardiac disease right. by right. these simple right. Um, and I and I think you're actually bringing up some very very good points. That if we only give a pill and take the say say to people take the pill, leave the office, mm-hmm. thank you very much, and mm-hmm. we don't look at the whole body and the whole person, we're really not doing a good job. And so the holistic episode. I don't agree about the statins being bad, but I do agree that many people could get off of statins by taking a more holistic approach. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's I, more and I agree with you about the doctors. I feel like the doctors. Uh, Hands are tied. They don't have time to spend with patients. Right. How could they in a 10-minute matrix? And, and you know, the doctors have been trapped in the system, and it's, it's really too bad for the patient and the doctor, and the doctors are frustrated about it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And that's yeah. where you see a rise in concierge medicine for people who have mm-hmm. the money to spend on getting a physician. And it can cost, like in New York City, people spend often one, two, three, or $4,000 a year so they've got an advocate for them that you know spends more than 20 minutes with a visit. It's a big mm-hmm. problem with American medicine. I wish I could I solve know, it. I know. I so. know. We've gone too far away. So my my premise is that we need Western medicine. It certainly gets us over a speed bump, but long term, the pill is not the fix. It's the underlying problem, and somehow our body got out of balance, went from unease to disease to trauma, and it needs help to heal and eventually get off the medication so it can have its own homeostasis again. Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you Thanks, for disagreeing Dr. with Z. me. I really appreciate it. Really, thank you bring you. up some really important points. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for letting me on the call here. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Take care. Thanks so much for that call at 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. 
Wait, now, are you banging the Little Debbie the snack cake this gavel? This is Little Debbie, and, and we put this out <laughs> months ago. I think it's been here for like two months. I can still smell it. Can you smell it? You can smell it oh, from sure. a distance. Yep. You're about I mean, sugary you're, sweet smell. I mean, a sugary sweet smell. That means this has been putting the, whatever these molecules are. They've been going in the air twenty four seven for at least sixty <laughs> to ninety days. And listen, you could probably eat it. You'll I, need a saw to, to saw that thing up into pieces to eat it, <laughs> or dip it in water. That's a reconstitute little Debbie. I was thinking about little Debbie because of this, you know. Old snack cake we have old sitting Debbie. here. That's old Debbie. Oh, that is old Debbie. It's old Debbie. It's old. <laughs> little it's Debbie old. grew up. She's still little, but now she's old. That's right. I found on YouTube this really old. Speaking of old, commer- little Debbie commercial. And it, that was kind of funny, kind of cute. Let's cue it up, Brad. You want? To, can we hear that real quick? I thought it'd be funny to hear that. Have you tried cakes and pies? Little Debbie. Chocolate snack cakes. Oatmeal cream, Swiss cake rolls, banana twins. One after another, there's a little Debbie treat for everybody. Cello wrap for lasting freshness. 12 to a box for only 49 cents. They're the yummiest. Twelve to the box for forty nine cents. You can tell how old this recipe is. <laughs> Maximum freshness for sure. And he said the voiceover guy said there's a little Debbie for everybody. Who's this uh, hard as a rock little Debbie for? What do you think? Who would eat this? The Grinch. Oh sure, yeah. The Grinch. The Grinch who stole Christmas. That's what he eats. He eats little Debbies. You uh, didn't know that, I had did no you? No idea. No. You know, he eats, your, does he eat rocks? Your kids or something? do. Yeah. I'm sure they love yeah. that movie. Yeah, actually. little Debbies. They. Oh, that's right. You you bring this home to them and ask them if the Grinch. Well, I think we'll leave it. Right yeah, let's leave yeah. it here. That yeah, was our little Debbie home. update. Thank Eight, you. Yeah, 800 Thank you for all you little Debbie lovers out there. <laughs> they are not a sponsor, by the way. I have to say that. We do talk about them a lot. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. Much more of the show to come. We'll have more of your calls. We'll tackle another interesting healthy living topic and more of your voicemails as well. So stick around and keep that giant radio antenna pointed (laughs) right here on Zorba Pasture on Your Health from PRX. Christensen in the studio with Dr. Zorba Pastor. This is Zorba Pastor on your health. The number to call anytime with your healthy living question is 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, before we get to those calls, though, Zorba, our next topic here, we're talking about bike riding in middle school may boost their mental health. Yeah, kind of interesting. So you rode a bike when you were a kid. Oh, sure. Didn't you love riding a bike? I loved it. Yeah. Pure freedom. Just, Pure freedom. It's yeah. like all of a sudden you can go fast, right? Yep. Get away from the house. Get away What's from the, your parents. First thing you want to do is get rid, go away, get away from your parents. Definitely, right? for Ride sure. Ride a bike yep. with your friends the and do other stuff. The breeze going through your hair. Yeah, no, just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Bike riding was like it was, you know, it's a wonderful, adventurous thing. And the question is, this particular study looked at bike riding and mental health. Okay. So think about, I mean, what was going on during co- the time of COVID? Mm-hmm. Everything else, kids in the house, and then think about, you know, the bra- the greatest distraction a kid today is the iPhone, the smartphone, the screens, you know, the screens, you look at the screens. So they took 1200 students aged 11 to 14. So middle school, remember middle school? I do. Remember, did you have a tough time in middle school or an easy time? I mostly time? had a pretty fun time in middle school. See, I, I know had, that's not the same for everybody. No, I had a terrible time. We didn't have didn't, middle school. Oh, yeah, seventh you, or eighth you grade. You had junior high, I had right? junior, yeah, seventh. No, we not, no, we didn't have junior no? high. No, we had Chicago public schools. Yeah. 44 kids in a class. <laughs> <laughs> crammed in. That's right. Crammed in. Crammed in. We all go. But anyway, they had, ele- they had, they took kids 11 to 14 middle school across the country and also junior high, participated in a cycling class three days a week for a minimum of about six weeks. They learned cycling safety. They learned maneuvering techniques outdoor, how to raise their heart rate, and, of course, the most important thing, how to have fun. Right. 
They went out, they looked at kids, and before that, they gave questionnaires about social pressure. What was it like in middle school? What was it like in class? What sort of problems are you having? What sort of stressors? Because when you, your memory of what middle school may be like may be completely different of what middle school was like at the moment that you had middle school. Mm. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't remember everything that's there. Right. And what they found was that in kids who rode their bikes had better mental health. Okay. In other words, riding the bike was good for your brain. It seems It was like good it. for your mental health. Yeah. It turned out it was. It was an evidence-based that this is a cheap form of prevention and, inter- and, and, you know, and intervention. And I think this is really an important thing for parents because when you're looking at your kids and you're looking at them, and it used to be that sending your kids out to play and not knowing where they were was part of parenting, like mm-hmm. go outside and play. And we've gotten to the point where we want our kids to be engaged in activities that we define, soccer, Baseball, right. you know, dance, yoga. We're there with the parents watching our kids. Mm-hmm. Kids don't want to be with us, right? Right. Did you want to be with your parents? No. I want to get away from them. No, you want to get away <laughs> Sorry, from Sorry, mom them. and dad. But this, yeah, yeah, that's right. But bike riding, this is evidence-based that bike riding is really good for kids. And obviously you can't bike ride in January in Wisconsin, right. February, March. But I think it shows you that exercise is truly important for mental health of middle schoolers. And middle schoolers and high schoolers are having trouble with stress in our society today. And as a parent, you've got to encourage them to do things outside of your purview that uses their muscles so they can have the freedom to do what they want and learn responsibility. I love the word purview, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I studied it for the SAT probably years ago. It's a great word. You liked it. Yeah, I purview. really like that word. Purview. I don't know why. See, really, yeah, it's a good Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, we'll start doing English on yeah. the air. How about every time you say purview, I give you a dollar? <laughs> so it's basically a, a pay-per-view situation. Oh, oh. No? no that's a head that's shake, it. no from that's Brad. That's your the brain. Booth. Nope. 1-800-1-800. <laughs> you say the number. <laughs> 1-800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, let's go to a voicemail now. This is a listener in La Crosse, Wisconsin. I just had a question about my health. Um, are soy products bad for people who have hypothyroid or a low thyroid? Thank you. No, soy is great. Soy products are wonderful. Tofu, all different kinds of soy products are good. If you look at a lot of uh, products that are high protein, you know, muscle building protein, they're often soy based. Okay. I mean, they're often they're often whey based, so they're based, you know, they're based in dairy products, but they're often soy based too. And soy is an excellent form of protein. Mm-hmm. Remember, vegetable protein is good for us. And soy is a very, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very concentrated vegetable protein. So the answer is yes. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, Zorba, right now I'm going to blow your mind. Are you, ready? Are you ready for this? I know that's a big intro. This might not blow your mind. But it's kind but... of back to the 60s. <laughs> blow your mind? That was a 60s phrase? Oh, totally. Okay. Totally. Well, you weren't around in the I 60s. I wasn't, no. no it's My totally. were. Blow your mind. Did it have something to do with the A-bomb, maybe, or the I H-bomb? No idea. It was, just, the... it was a phrase. Okay. I'm going to blow your mind. It's going to be a surprise. Gotcha. Big surprise. But it was a common phrase oh, Okay. Yeah, in the 60s, man. The, I, man. <laughs> you're throwing man yeah, at the end right. of that now? 60s, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you that's just right. dipped right into yeah, the 60s. Yeah, the rock and roll, you know, the rock and roll. You know, I went to the Rock and Roll Museum with my kids years ago, and it, you know there was a T-shirt at the end. If, if you remember the '60s, you weren't there. You know, <laughs> and good. I'm sure it said it would blow your mind. But please, blow it's my like mind. It's like Woodstock, right? I mean, how many people went? But really, how many people said how many they people went? Really went? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. At least a level of magnitude above that. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's this is a big buildup just to say that here's here's what I was gonna blow your mind with. Not everybody agrees with you. Oh so, my god. Yeah, sure. Can you believe it? Oh my <laughs> god. Really? Not everyone agrees with no, me? That blew my mind. You, yep. I mean, blown. I'm on the radio. I thought uh-huh. everyone agrees with me. For well, sure. well, good. So Thanks. because of that, yeah. we made this whole segment and it's called Disagreeing with the Doc. The following email came from a listener named John in Wisconsin. John writes, I wanted to say that antidepressants or SSRIs and SNRIs Mm -hmm. are not as safe and as effective as you claim, Zorba. Uh They are harder to come off than opioids or alcohol. Mm -hmm. And while they help about half of people feel better, 
tolerance usually occurs and you mm-hmm. have to do a lot of trial mm-hmm. and error and deal mm-hmm. with the pernicious uh-huh. side effects like sexual mm-hmm. dysfunction mm-hmm. and weight gain. Mm-hmm. Many people have adverse effects, especially when changing doses. So let's not promote them like they're safe and effective for most. Uh-huh. Well, actually, what do you think of that? I disagree with that completely. Okay. They are safe and effective for most, but let's talk about antidepressants You know, in general. First of all, when you're on them, they're not hard to get off of. You have to spend time getting off of them. There's a weaning words, process, There's a right? weaning process. And most people tolerate the weaning process to get off of it. Do some not tolerate it? Of course. You know, it's like every, every drug has effects and side effects. Now, the SSRIs are known to cause erectile dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, and it might be 5 or 10%, might be even more than that. Uh, by the way, the, the drug is also used for sexual function in young males who often have premature ejaculation, also called rapid ejaculators. And if you give them an SSRI, it actually reduces rapid ejaculation. So it can be used. The side effect of the drug can actually be useful. But there also are other antidepressants, tricyclic antidepressants, unique antidepressants like bupropion. And antidepressants save lives. They're very, very good. They're very, very useful. But like all drugs, they're not useful for everyone. So uh, I take umbrage like to use that big That's word. That's a great word. I, I've been trying to use it Just for like a while. Purview. That's right. I take umbrage with what they say. They're very good drugs, but I think you've got to use drugs with respect because they have effects, they have side effects. You've got to find a good practitioner and find out if it works for you. But that along with talk therapy and changing your life can also make a big difference for people who suffer from depression. All right, let's go to another voicemail here. Let's help out a listener in Wisconsin. Recently, I was diagnosed with very high platelets. My do- my doctor seemed concerned about it. I went in and got the gene testing and a couple other tests. All of them came up with no significant reasoning. Uh, but I, they, I still have my high platelets, and they said, "Well, it's not. I guess it's nothing to worry about." So, is there something to worry about? <laughs> I'm uh, 72 years old. Thanks. It's, a, a, it's really a good question. So first of all, when we take tests such as platelets and we're looking at it, and platelets are you know, part of the blood test, we want to find out whether or not it's associated with any disease like polycythemia vera, which is a disease where we produce sort of too much blood you know, overall. And so they do other tests. They do genetic tests and other tests. And you may just be high normal. When we do the normals, 5% of the people at the upper end or 2.5% of the people rather at the upper end, 2.5% of the people at the lower end may have a high number but actually don't have any disease. So as long as you went to a, you know, went to a hematologist, hematologist said it's nothing to be concerned about. We're going to follow it. They really know. I mean, that's what you want. They really know what's going on with that. And if they said there's nothing to worry about, Probably. Once again, it's probably there isn't. But it's still something you're going to follow up with on a regular basis with regular blood tests. 800-462-7413. That's 1-800-462-7413. All right, before we head out today, Zorba, we love when our listeners contribute their healthy living tips to the show. So let's hear a few of those. The first one comes from West Salem, Wisconsin. I'm just calling about toe fungus because what really worked for me was vinegar, plain old vinegar. And I saw results within two weeks, and that toe fungus is gone within a month. And it's just soaking the toe uh, every day for 15 minutes in vinegar. Thank you. Bye. Great idea. She probably didn't have toe fungus. Oh, really? And the reason is, if you have onychomycosis, big word for toe fungus, it takes about six to eight months for the new toe, the two new toenail, to actually grow out. Hmm. In other words, if you clip the end of your toenail, that nail was actually produced by your body six months before. Oh, interesting. I mean, think about how often do you clip your toenails? I'd rather not answer. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> and not as much as your fingernails, right? Right. That's true. Yeah, not as much. So it yeah. really take a long time to grow out. So whatever she had, the vinegar worked. That's great. Uh, there are a lot of toe fungus uh, recommendations. There's a pill you can take. Lamisil was the name brand. Used to be expensive. It's inexpensive. But there's also a nail polish called Penlac. P-E-N-L-A-C. It's by prescription only, and it also is very effective for toe fungus. But there are a lot of folk remedies that mm-hmm. may work. She had something on her toenail that was not a fungus. 
All right, let's do another listener tip. This one from Wisconsin. Just calling in, listening to the show, um, and wanted to let Dr. Zorba know I worked in urology. And actually, cranberry juice is really bad for the bladder. Um, it's acidic and actually can make UTI symptoms worse and irritate things like interstitial cystitis. So um, people should not use cranberry juice for urinary protection. They should avoid all acids, caffeine, alcohol. So cranberry juice actually irritates the bladder lining and makes the symptoms of a UTI worse and cannot prevent or fix one. Just a fun fact. Thanks. No, I respectfully disagree. Okay, really? Respectfully disagree. I think there's evidence. But but part of the issue is that the evidence with cranberry juice, you had to eat a lot of cranberry juice to actually do it, and cranberry juice is really tart. It is. But I don't think there's any evidence that actually irritates the bladder, and I don't think there's evidence that by acidifying your urine, you're actually going to produce more urinary tract infections. So I respectfully disagree. I don't really think that really goes against the science that's around all right. And finally, Zorba, this one's pretty, you're, we're going to have fun with this one, I think. This is an email from a listener, M, in Dallas, Texas, who writes, the show is sounding like The View. The View. Remember The, the Show? Is that even still on? The yeah, View? The View's it is. still on. It's been on for a long time, You don't right? watch it. Do you? I don't watch The View. It's the middle I don't of, think I've ever watched middle The View. Middle of the day. I think it's on the Oprah channel or something. Okay. The O channel. I don't really know, but it is on, it is on I okay. believe. I think it's on. Okay. It's still on. The show is sounding like The View. Uh-huh. You two are talking over each other way too much. Uh-huh. Okay. Listen to some recordings. Okay. okay. I don't remember this problem with Tom. Right. Please be right. more courteous. That's right. Right. No, right. I wanted to That's ask you, right. Zorba, what, do you, right. what do you think that, of this email? That, I, what's your reaction I, to it? I have no idea. No, what's your reaction I, to this my email? My reaction to the email? No, stop. What's my, your reaction my to this reaction? email? It's okay. I wanna, I want to okay. know what's your reaction to this. It's okay. I don't, I don't feel bad about the email. You mean, do I feel bad that somebody wrote me an email that I talk too much over you? I don't you know talk what? over you at all, Zorba. Yeah, no, no, no. No, no. But, you no, know, I never talk, never, I never never. talk over yeah. you, Zorba. And that's, I never. And that's why. I try you, my hardest to not talk over you, Zorba. if you ever want to contact us, down 1-800-463-7413. This send is the an email, this Zorba, like the at WPR.org. Theview.org. No, thanks for that email, M, in Dallas, Texas. Do you have a tip for the show, maybe a way we can improve the show, just Always. send us an email at Zorba at WPR.org. Should we do this again next week, Zorba? I hope so. Let's not talk over each other anymore. Not at all. Okay, if you missed anything during the show or you just want to stream the show online anytime, visit us on the web. At ZorbaPastor.org or of course through Facebook. And don't forget, you can call anytime, anytime. with your question. Anytime. 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 That's right, that's the thing we do now. <laughs> Call anytime at 800-462-7413. Zorba Pastor on Your Health is a production of Wisconsin Public Radio. It's not intended as a medical diagnosis, so please do check with your doc. Our executive producer is me, Carl Christensen. Our technical director is Brad Kohlberg. Our theme music is by Leo and Ben Sidron. For Zorba Pastor, I'm Carl Christensen asking you to join us on the next Zorba Pastor on Your Health. Did you miss something on today's show? Simply go to ZorbaPastor.org to catch up on all things Zorba. There you will find recipes from the show, links to the Facebook page, Zorba's healthy living articles, and you can subscribe to the weekly podcast. On the web, that's ZorbaPastor.org.